today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Let's talk about Ontario politics. And, and well, the, as we know, the Liberals are, are the party right now that's looking for a leader. Uh, the NDP with Mark Stiles is their new leader. Uh, both, of course, their previous leaders resigned right after the last provincial election. And the Liberals, uh, well, they've got a process in place right now. They, they're talking about doing this thing by about December or so and have the new leader in place. But there's a lot of uh, political darts being tossed around uh, about some of those candidates. Uh, uh, Smith, uh, Erskine Smith, rather, uh, a f- MP who is one of the first runners to throw his hat into the race here, uh, is starting to uh, send out policy ideas about housing and things of this nature. And uh, the other one that, that's getting an awful lot of criticism and an awful lot of attention right now is Mississauga Mayor Bonnie Crombie, um, who uh, seems to be the focus of a lot of the uh, the conservative attacks right now, which may indicate that, you know, maybe there's something to that candidacy. So what is happening here and, and how is this going to impact uh, the, the election, which I know is still a couple of years away, but nonetheless, uh, it's the players that usually can make an election or break an election, I suppose. I want to bring uh, Andrew Perez into the conversation. Andrew is a senior consultant with Hill and Knowlton Strategies. Uh, and a constant and, and very welcome contributor to this program. And he's also a volunteer for the Ontario Liberal Party. So, uh, first of all, Andrew, I'm, I'm glad you could join us again. Thanks for being on the program this morning. Uh, good morning, Bill. Thanks for having me. And now, now of course, because I know you've, you've volunteered for the Liberal Party, I'm expecting some some salacious insights into what's going on here, okay? That backroom stuff from you. Uh, and the first thing I want to talk to you about here is, is a column I sure you saw last week uh, from Sabrina Mardot that talks about Bonnie Crombie. Uh, the headline is, Ontario Liberals would do well to avoid what she calls the Queen NIMBY becoming party leader. And uh, this goes has to, something to do with, uh, with Mayor Crombie's uh, policies, uh, especially at the municipal level. Uh, your reaction to it, and, and what, if any, impact is this going to have on Mayor Crombie's decision? Yeah, you know, I saw that piece, um, and, um, you know, there's no doubt that we are living in a housing affordability crisis that is really impacting my generation, the millennial generation. Um, you know, my parents, when they were married in 1981, they were able to buy their first home immediately. Um, that that dream, that ticket to the middle class uh, simply isn't a reality today. Um, and so I do think, you know, it is incumbent upon policymakers and and political leaders um, to make this a number one priority. But, you know, I think there's a lot of misinformation in that piece. When I look at Mayor Crombie's record, she's been mayor for um, almost nine years now. Um, I note that, you know, construction, housing construction in Mississauga is at an, a 30-year high right now. There's 40 cranes in the sky. It's the second highest number of, of, of cranes in the sky in Canada and, and the fourth highest in North America. And that, you know, over the past three years since 2020, um, 80% of all housing development applications um, that were submitted to the city of Mississauga under Mayor Crombie's leadership uh, were approved by the council and the mayor. Um, and so, you know, housing is being built in Mississauga. Uh, the mayor, one of her great strengths is her ability to work with different levels of government. She's worked closely with Mayor, uh, uh, with uh, Premier Doug Ford, who indicated last year that he wants to build, the province wants to build 1.5 million new homes by the year 2031. And um, as part of a, a new housing plan that the mayor released earlier this year in 2023, um, the plan will, will, will allow Mississauga saga to build 120,000 uh, homes as part of that plan to build 1.5 million homes. So I well, think let me, let me the reality on the so, ground and the mayor's yeah, record. Let me, let me just, I want to jump in and talk itself. about that. 
because the the concern here, of course, is is the long term impacts on that. And you know, we we're going to criticize and, and analyze uh, the the Ford policy, of course, uh, for the next little while here to see just how effective it really is. We already know by their own numbers that they haven't even reached the uh, uh, the goals that they had suggested for themselves for this year. But let me swing back uh, to Bonnie Crombie themselves. Now she's not officially in the race. She's she's doing an investigative. Uh, plan right now, and she's talking to people, as, as most politicians do, before they finally make a, a decision on this. Uh, you know her. Uh, you know the campaign. I know you've been talking to some of the people that are supporting her right now. Is it a matter of when she announces or if she announces? I mean, the mayor, you know, there's an announcement happening tomorrow, a special announcement um, late tomorrow afternoon. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what is announced there. I'm I'm waiting with bated bated breath like everyone else. Um, but look, you know, there's currently um, three candidates in this in this leadership race. Um, I would say to date, the leadership race, and I know we've discussed this at length in the past, Bill you know, really hasn't garnered a great deal of media coverage, excitement and buzz, even among liberals. It's kind of been under the radar. Now, part of the reason is that the rules weren't actually released until uh, mid-April of this year. And so candidates until that point weren't able to formally jump in. Um, But now with all the speculation around Mayor Crombie's potential entry into this race, um, this race has just been brought up to another level in terms of media coverage and excitement. I speak to liberals uh, every day, and there's a lot of excitement around uh, Mayor Crombie because this is someone that has a strong political brand, has served at the municipal level in government, has led a municipal government, actually has a strong record at that level, um, and it, and is a strong woman that I think can appeal to a diversity of liberals and swing voters across the province. And maybe we can get more into that. But I really think that she's an appealing candidate. And I do hope that she will throw her hat in the ring tomorrow. Okay, but here's the $64 million question, I guess, for every political party. I mean, it's the liberals' turn now, but others have had you know to, to face this at some point too. Do you pick a leader who's great on policy, uh, who's likable, or do you lean more towards somebody who can just beat the incumbent. I mean, let's face it, you've had Doug Ford, who's won two majority governments, actually increased his majority in the last election. Uh, and uh, if he decides to run again, and we don't know one way or another how that's going to happen, uh, it, it's a monumental task to knock off an incumbent, especially an incumbent that's that's uh, enjoying two majority governments. Even though his personal popularity numbers aren't doing that well, uh, they weren't last time either. He ended up winning a huge majority. So is it, are the liberals looking for somebody who can, well, as the Toronto Star uh, characterize it, a dragon slayer? Well, look, I think it's, it's I think it's all of those things, Bill. I, 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 I've, I've always said, you know, to win an election, you need, you know, uh, an, a, an effective policy platform that resonates, that's not too in the weeds, that everyday people can understand. You need strong political organization, that is to say, you know, strong candidates and 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 fundraising and money to run an election campaign, and you need a a charismatic leader that can relate to people. Um, a year ago, uh, you know, we had some of those elements, um, but you know, Stephen Del Duca, for all his strengths, um, wasn't able to resonate, wasn't able to make that connection. Um, our the timing also wasn't great. You know, uh, in Ontario historically, with the exception of the Bob Ray government, um, Ontarians tend to uh, give governments a, a second mandate. Uh, you can look back at history, um, and and the record's pretty clear. And so I think looking at the looking ahead to the twenty twenty the twenty twenty six election. 
the premier will have been in office for eight years. Um, and like with any government, there'll be barnacles and, 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 and different aspects of his, of his, of his record that, that, that people are unhappy with. We're already seeing that with the green belt, with the privatization of our healthcare, with many ethical issues that have, that, that have come to the forefront. And so I think the timing will, will be better for our party. And, um, and I think the leader, the leader is one component that is critical. And I really, when I look at all the candidates, um, in this leadership race, um, none of them compare to Bonnie Crombie. She is the only one with a strong political brand, a base of support, name recognition across the GTA, and I would argue name recognition across the province, and the only one that can go toe-to-toe with Doug Ford in an election and win. Um, and we've seen that with, we've seen her go toe-to-toe with the premier um, as it relates to, um, you know, uh, the, the issue around Mississauga and Peel. And, and we recently saw the mayor uh, secure a big win on that front. So I think her record speaks for itself. And I, I truly hope that she'll jump into the race. And and maybe an indicator of that is this, the story that we saw, I guess it was actually the day that she announced that she was just going to be exploring the possibility uh, immediately, uh, the Ford administration started to slam her, and you know this is what's wrong with her. This is what's wrong with her. She vacillates on this, et cetera, et cetera. And and the word around Queens Park, and I'm sure you heard it as well, is that uh, she's the last person that they want to see as the head of the uh, the Liberal Party here in Ontario. Mm-hmm. I'm not suggesting they fear her. I don't know if you actually fear political opponents like that, uh, but they'd be concerned with somebody who's uh, as strong and as experienced as that. Uh, but there's a long way to go. I mean, as we found out the last time the uh, the, uh, the Liberals went through this, uh, we, well, it, I guess the second last time when Kathleen Wynne eventually won that leadership, uh, there was a lot of jockeying and a lot of elbows in the head and everything else before people finally decided who the leader is going to be. So even if she does announce tomorrow, uh, it's it's an uphill battle nonetheless, isn't it? It, you know, the party, the party, as I've said many times, uh, we we had two historic defeats where we failed to gain party status. Um, but, you know, I remain optimistic. I, I think the brand, the, the liberal brand remains strong. And, and, and there was an article in the Star about this by Martin Red Kahn. Um, when you juxtapose the the Ontario Liberal Party and the the robust leadership race we're having, you know, we'll have probably four candidates, if not more, to the Ontario NDP. They didn't even have a leadership race. Um, Merritt Stiles was the only one who officially filed her papers. And so there was no race. There were no debates. Um, and, and I think that speaks volumes about where the Ontario NDP is today. I want to see a debate. And, and, and the one thing that really, the other thing that really attracts me to, to Ms. Crombie is she wants to build a big tent party where everybody is welcome. Obviously, our vote has atrophied over the past 10 years. Uh, it's why we have eight seats. It's why we garnered nearly 24% of the vote a year ago. Um, we need to return to a big tent party where we welcome people from various aspects of the political spectrum. And, and that's where I think Ford's PCs are vulnerable. Um, there are a lot of centrist voters that have that have parked their vote with Ford. Um, but I think in 2026, um, they'll be looking for an alternative. And I don't really see a compelling alternative offered by the Ontario NDP. They certainly didn't have a leadership race to actually joust on policy and what Mm -hmm. they stand for and that's what we're about to embark on on a party we'll vote in late november and the and and we'll announce our new leader in the first week of december and so as you say the process is just starting but we're looking ahead to an exciting upcoming six months andrew perez a senior consultant with hill and Knowlton strategies and uh, and a volunteer course for the ontario liberal party as well uh lots to go on this one too and i know a lot more discussions in the future too andrew thanks so much for this really appreciate the time today 
Thanks so much, Bill. Take care. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.